0: Hello everybody and welcome to our pilot episode of Dad, You Need to Read This. My name is Seth.
1: My name is Amber.
2: And my name is Jazz.
0: We are a family, Uh, (laughs) myself, I'll do a little bit of an introduction. My name is Seth Anders, I'm a musician. I've been married uh, to my wife Amber here. We have a wonderful son, Jazz, who is the reader of the family, along with my wife. I'm definitely the one who's left behind, so let's do a little bit of an introduction. Again, Seth, saxophone, musician, father.
1: I'm Amber. I am a library aide at two pre-K five elementary schools. I think I've done that about five years now. Um, I've always been a reader, but I think the past few years have really renewed my interest in children's literature in particular. So I read a lot of middle grade in particular Uh, this summer I'm trying to read more nonfiction, so children's nonfiction, like narrative picture books, and I am trying to read some beginning chapter books as well, because that's an area that I need, uh, to be a little more familiar with.
2: And, I'm Jazz, by the way, she needs to learn to say librarian, she, she's a librarian. I'm not, but that's okay. That's what, she's not, but she is. Anyways, I am I play trombone, I like music, but I also love reading. I have a bunch of books and a YouTube channel where I talk about books, and now I can talk about books more.
0: With your dad and yeah, your mom.
2: Yeah, and, and my mom.
0: General format is we all have a book. Granted, a lot of times it's going to be aimed at me since I don't read as much, but we're all going to aim a book at one of the other people here, and we're trying to tell them who's going to read it.
2: Well, one at least. Or why positive. they should read it.
0: Right. So it's going to be a quick support of the book. No spoilers. Say why we like it, why we think the other person should read it, and we'll kind of go from there. So let's see uh, who's first this week. Dad. I'm first this week. Okay. This one is going to be for jazz. This is one of the granddaddy stories of sci-fi. It's a book that I've loved now for several years. It's been made into a movie once before in a miniseries. Before and they're supposed to be filming a new, either miniseries or movie series. It's not entirely set. Editions? No.
1: So this could be a good one. You talked about doing a um, the book was better series. Yeah, this could be for that.
0: This definitely than the movie. The book is definitely better than the movie that was filmed in the eighties. My book is Dune by Frank Herbert.
2: Oh, I've heard you. I've. Heard-
0: You've probably I, heard me do the audiobook. I've this heard point.
2: most of this book at this point. It's actually
0: the first book of a series. The series has seven so-called, so, seven or so books in it. Uh, but Dune is the first one, Br- written by Frank Herbert in 1965. Uh, it is the main story of a system far, far away from here.
1: A galaxy far, far away, if you will.
0: You could say that, although this did come out before Star Wars.
1: Sorry, we're in Jazz's bedroom and it's totally
0: Star Wars. It's totally Star Wars.
2: It's before I decided to fix a Star Wars tree.
0: The book follows the Atreides family and the Duke Leto Atreides as he is spice. being sent yes. Yeah, as spice. being sent <laughs> to the Spice Planus Arrakis. Also commonly known as Dune. There's a lot of political intrigue about what goes into the reason this family is being sent there to govern it. Other families that are fighting them. Uh, I'm not going to go into too many things because there's a lot of things that go on with it. I think this one is a perfect introduction to sci-fi. It does get a little bit heavy on the names. It can be hard just like... Just like with Lord of the Rings, whether it's Boromir, Faramir, Faramir, Foramir.
1: Eowyn, hey, Arwen. Yes, yes, I know. I had a hey, hard time Amir, with the names in Lord Ben-Amir, of the Rings. Sleep-Amir, Night-Amir.
2: All right. Yes. Food-Amir. I
1: actually think that, I don't know that I've, because I've been around when you listen to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. I think I've so, heard a lot of spoilers. I don't too. know that I've heard the whole thing. hmm but I do think like it's right up Jazz's alley. I think it's
0: right up Jazz's alley. Uh, Age-wise, yeah. there's nothing that's majorly inappropriate. It does kind of skirt around some pleasures that one of the characters enjoys, but nothing that gets something that I would be afraid of you reading. Definitely, it would be...
1: <laughs> On a scale of like one to ready player one. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is, like, if you, you're you reading Ready Player One, we're, we're fine, okay?
2: Okay. Um, okay.
0: So that that's my book for you. I think dude. I've
2: heard, like, 99% of this book, though.
0: But if you've done it in order, that's no, going to be the I, same thing. It's hard I, to tell if you've not done the whole story.
2: Because when I'm reading it, I think I'm going to be like, oh, that happened then? I thought it happened then. You know what
1: I'm kind of upset about right now is that, do you remember what we were going, I don't, we were going to buy that book for Dad for Father's Day. Do you remember seeing that really, really pretty special edition? Yeah, and I was like, oh, dad would love this. And then I bought him something else. It's fine. I just, now that you mentioned it, I remembered that I was going to buy that for, and I know you don't usually buy Physical copies of books. You listen to audiobooks usually.
2: Because when you. But buy a I just remember copy... you like
1: being in awe of this copy of Dune and how beautiful it was. And it, I
0: thought, I think I know which series. One oh, you're talking I should
1: about. buy that for him for Father's Day. Oops, enjoy your hat. <laughs> it's okay. It, except... And the
0: wallet. I needed the. I needed the wallet. Yes, he
2: did. And it slippers. Was falling apart. I mean, size yes. um, but... sixteen slippers are not easy to come by. So it's enjoy true. those. Part of the reason why he doesn't get. Um, Physical books is because if we give him a book with a dust jacket, he will lose or damage or destroy the I, dust jacket.
0: I do not care for dust jackets. I don't care. I know you mean guys you love get to them.
2: Damage her. Dust I actually jackets. don't
1: love them. I kind of hate them, but I hate a bear book more. Yes. Um. So
0: see, I disagree. At
1: work. If the book underneath has the same thing on it as the dust jacket, I get rid of the dust jacket. Well,
2: that makes sense, so but you don't if have to tape the dust jacket.
1: But if it's just the, like, you know, the cloth bound and the title, I'm like,
2: uh,
1: I, I need it when it's on the shelf, at least. I don't, I wouldn't care if you didn't lose the dust jackets, but you do. And my Harry Potter looks the worst for it.
0: I'm sorry. I'm
2: tempted to steal he, Nana's death. I'm tempted to trade books with Nana. I Actually, I think that's a good idea. Don't tell her and just do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, you're tapping. So.
1: Actually, I'm not sure Nana has that one. She does. Because it's Goblet of them. Fire, right? She has all of them. Okay, well, she must have bought that on her own. Because Goblet of Fire was the first one we bought. Mm-hmm. And that was the one we only bought one copy. And we tried to read it at the same time. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, "Screw this!" And we would buy two copies and then give one to Nana. To Nana.
2: Um, But (laughs) she has the first three. She, I think,
1: she ended up buying them to like catch
2: up. Um, but but Nana, if you're reading this, we are we did not do that. Do not look in your. Probably
1: not reading this.
2: (laughs) If Nana, if you're watching this, please. Don't go looking in your bedroom. They're, all your books are still the same books that they were before we did something.
0: Okay. So, again, my book was Tag. Dune and it was for Jazz. So, now, second book. Are we going just. Tag. We're going with Amber.
1: I guess I'm it. Okay. So, like Seth Guest, this recommendation is going to be for him. Of my book it is. is The Benefits of Being an Octopus by Ann Braddon. I'm actually really excited um I loved this book when I read it it's and she's gonna be at nerd camp which is like super exciting um so we get to beautiful. meet her we get to meet her next month which is exciting for me this was probably one of my top two 2018 releases so when you were talking about books for the Newberry um if you don't know, the Newberry is for excellence in children's Literature. writing, yeah. particularly. And it's given out every year. So like, if a book comes out in 2018, it's given out in March by the American Library Association at their midwinter conference. So the 2019 Newberry books that are published in 2018 are eligible for the 2019. I had two books that I was sort of rooting for. Uh, one was Front Desk by Kelly Yang, which I just found out that there's going to be a sequel to next year. She just announced that at ALA's annual conference. And the other was The Benefits of Being an Octopus.
2: Neither of them won. But Mercy Suarez did and we're happy.
1: But I just finished Mercy Suarez and that's a, maybe that's another one for another time because i think that also is an excellent one. But going back to the benefits of like being it, an though. octopus. I don't think that would like it. This one? No.
2: Mercy Flores. He might
1: because of one element of it. Um, going back to the benefits of being an octopus though. This is the only I would say the only middle grade book i can think of that talks about rural poverty, but honestly, i don't know too many books period that talk about contemporary rural poverty like i can think of dust bowl type stuff mm-hmm. um but but nothing usually when there's poverty like in books it's urban poverty so they live in the city um and you know growing up i didn't live in a city i lived in a town with 3000 people So, poverty in a place like that looks very different. Uh, Lack of transportation, all those issues that Zoe, the main character, is dealing with are compounded by being someplace where it's not terribly easy to get around. Um, There is not a lot of... They actually have a bus system, which is kind of different for me, but it seems like it's not like an urban bus system. Um, But basically... Zoe's family is not well off. She lives in a trailer with her mother and her two siblings and her mother's boyfriend and her mother's boyfriend's father. And this is the nicest place they've ever lived. Uh, but the boyfriend really seems to, like, not want to have a lot, of, lot to do with them. And the boyfriend's father really just wants them to, like, be quiet and out of the way. And... Uh, mom is a waitress at a pizza restaurant. So she's working a lot of hours to try and make money. And a lot of times all the responsibility of taking care of the younger brothers and sisters falls on Zoe. But more than that, it's even just like trying to keep them quiet and out of trouble because they don't want the boyfriend to get angry. Um, So there's that issue of being the kind of child that's responsible for everything there's issues at school where she um like she's a she's a genuinely smart kid but she gets in trouble a lot because she's not prepared and a lot of that has to do with all the responsibility that she has at home um her mother's boyfriend is very like he's not like physically abusive but he's very emotionally abusive and he yells a lot and he puts her mother down. And um, there's, so there's issues of poverty, there's issues of domestic violence, there's issues of gun control gets into that as well and how that debate kind of changes in a rural setting. Um, Zoe used to have, I can't remember if it's a stepdad or a mom's ex-boyfriend, who would take her hunting literally to feed the family. And that's one of her few fond memories of spending time with a man in her life is this time that she used to spend with her. um... I think it was her dad. It wasn't her dad. It was a mom's boyfriend or an ex, but it wasn't her dad. Um, So there's a lot going on in this book. But like most middle grade, it never really loses hope. It's still a really hopeful book. You root for Zoe. You root for Zoe's family. You love her little siblings because they're just so cute. And, oh, I forgot there's also, like, some book love in here. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that a teacher, I think, gave Zoe, like, she owns one book. And that book is, like, absolutely precious to her because it's the one book that she loves. So I love any book that has a little bit of book love to go in it. But I think you are interested in sort of social issues and a lot of them are touched on in this book but not in a way it doesn't feel like,
2: just like the author textbook. crammed all these
1: issues in to just have them there it feels natural so it and, doesn't
2: feel like you're reading a textbook yeah because textbooks are like this ha- this, happens and this, happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and there's no story and it's everything done well you've read it do you think it reads like that no i think it reads like like a book yeah, it feels read,
1: natural and part just of the story. It reads like a book. <laughs> like, but I think that's part of the quality of writing. And I think if I'm not mistaken, this might be her debut book. Like this
0: debut book and it was like on the short list for uh...
1: You never know what's on the short list, but it was on my short list okay. if that helps. Like if I was sitting on the Newbery committee, I would have done this one. I Well, I, this or front desk but i had not read mercy suarez and i have to say mercy suarez i don't awesome. always agree with the newberry committee's decision Especially. last year i totally did but we should add
2: that one actually long what? way down well
0: another uh, uh, another another episode a
2: couple a couple years ago um we don't Hello, even... universe no i just i i i did not agree with that decision at all uh, other, I like your family. I did not about, love that book. You know
0: book. the results of Super Bowls or the results of the you know sixty four basketball tournament. We're we talk about
2: the Newberry Scholastic Bowl tournament winners, chess, um, the chess world championship winners. You know normal stuff for yep. and curling. Oh yes, and curling. We like curling.
0: So. This one is suggestion for me. Benefits of being an octopus. The benefits. The benefits.
2: The. the. Yes. T H E. Yes, the
1: benefits of being an octopus by Braddon or Braden? Braden. Maybe we should find out before we meet her.
2: Well, there's a website for and that. And if we'll you're watching,
1: we'll find out how to spell your, or pronounce your <laughs> name eventually. And I just said watching. You said reading. I said watching, okay. listening. Okay, Jazz.
2: I mean, you tag, tag you're it. No tag. No tag the tag wax. wax drinks.
1: <laughs> Alright, what's your recommendation, and who's it for?
2: So, I'm going to be recommending a book to mom mainly, but dad may want to read it too.
1: Okay.
2: It's um, Alcatraz and the Evil Librarians by Brandon Sanderson. You've been trying to get me to read Brandon Sanderson. but this, I would have guessed you would
1: recommend The Rhythmist*.
2: The Rhythmist is something for another day. Okay, cause it it deserves a whole episode where I'm the only one talking, and it's just me, t- like talking to you guys and making you read. It. But, anyways, I love Brandon Sanderson. He writes so much good stuff. I also sometimes confuse him with Brandon Mole, but well, they both
1: write fantasies. So.
2: They both write fantasies. They are friends. It's. They've actually talked to each other on videos before.
0: Was I sitting at their table last year?
2: No, he's never met. That's not met.
0: the Brandons. That I, who?
2: You were at the table with Travis
1: Yonker and John Shu, And I think some other people like Min Lei came over.
0: Just some random guy sitting at the table <laughs> with a bunch of other authors <laughs> at nerd camp.
1: Yeah, d- he had no idea he was sitting at the cool table.
0: <laughs> I, I, I got that they were authors. I know they were totally talking about anything. Well, anyway...
2: And then when evil we... Evil Librarians. Left, we gaffed, Brandon gaffed. Sanderson. But anyways, Evil Librarians... The, Alcatraz and the Evil Librarians is about a boy named Alcatraz. It's an entire series of like five books, but it's... So it's not
0: out Al- Alcatraz. It's actually the kids named Alcatraz. Yes. Okay.
2: Why would it be about pri- the prison? Well, you have another book about the prison. It's...
1: Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah.
2: But anyway... Evil Librarians, lock kids in prison. <laughs> talking in the library too loud tempting
1: (laughs) seriously what why should daddy uh, or I read this book but
2: Alcatraz is basically a normal kid except for everything he touches breaks
1: so like you
2: no I mean I wish I could just be like you broke you broke bed broke but sadly i cannot do that but anyways most of the story starts with one day he's making a bowl of pre-made mac and cheese how can you mess that up i don't know but then all of a sudden he basically blows up their kitchen what's the thing of pre-made mac and cheese that all you have to do is boil and put in the sauce that's all right it's already in the box mixed up it's easy and then he somehow burns the kitchen down anyways the next day someone shows up with a gun because like you said sounds like a normal kid except for he breaks a bunch of stuff and he can do it a lot with very complex things really easily but anyways they're about to shoot at him and then he can make the gun break so is this okay is this the first in the
1: series you're talking about yes okay
2: but the it's like this whole like oh he's just really clumsy and breaks a lot of stuff too. He has a magical power that allows him to break stuff at will.
1: Okay, so it's not that he's clumsy; he's magical. Yes, although of
2: it's it's kind of a limited use, sort of. It it can (laughs) be really helpful.
1: What if you had a really inconvenient superpower, basically,
2: or you know, a superpower that you couldn't use?
1: Yeah. All right. So where do evil librarians come in?
2: Well, it turns out the person trying to shoot them was an evil libra- him was an evil librarian. Okay. And and then basically we you start learning about all these complex magical things, like these le- glasses where you can put on and other special magical stuff happens. And it it doesn't like hit you hard, but it hits you hard if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't, like, oh, all this information at once. It's kind of that, but it, it flows well.
1: Okay, so from my understanding, has he wrote, like, the myth Mist... Mistborn series? Yes, Mistborn. Right, and he's got, like, a whole universe of books. Mistborn um, was
2: the YA one. What do
1: they call that? I can't remember what the universe Multiverse. Is. No, like, there's a name for the universe that his books take place in. They're I forget in what it's
2: different Um... Like, they're in Mistborn like and the that
1: the MCU. Aren't. I know. The... But I'm saying, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's known for being able to build, like, yeah, really he, thorough worlds.
2: He's really good at world building. Except for, it's not like, um, I loved the first, um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I love that book. Except for I feel like most of that book was world building. There wasn't much, like, story to it until.
1: Okay, so... I guess you're saying Brandon Sanderson is good at world building but it's not like, overt. He kind of works it into yes. the story.
0: Which, which is, is good because I love.
1: Because his I feel like just kind of looking at the books on the shelf that his um YA, I guess it's YA. His YA or adult books are quite large. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken Alcatraz is a uh, middle grade. Middle
2: grade and they're shorter books. But, anyways, but he still
1: keeps that quality of writing yes. in his middle grade writing. Yes.
2: Would uh, you say
1: these books are a little
2: funnier? Um, funnier, yes. Suspenseful, sort of. Surprising, definitely. I mean, it does start off talking about how he's going to be sacrificed to the gods of evil librarians or something. So I can't
1: tell you how many times that's happened to me.
0: Do we need to have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, she's one of the good librarians because she's not a librarian.
1: There you go. She's man. a
2: librarian. That's right. She just right, she's so just like an accomplice to the li- librarian's evil She's just the
0: accomplice.
1: You're recommending this one to me because it's about
2: librarians, well, yes, or fantasy. because I like fantasy. Um, all of the above.
1: Dad likes fantasy too, though. That's a why lot. I said.
2: That's why I said this. Maybe I'm suggesting this more towards mom, but I bet dad will want to read it.
1: And what there's like. 10 books or something no like five is it I thought it was a big long okay maybe that's a little more doable I am super guilty of only reading the first book the series,
2: so we'll see and that's why I was tempted to tell you to suggest book three of Percy Jackson and the Olympians to you (laughs) just to get you to read it
1: I have a lot of nerd camp reading to do right now so that'll have to wait but you better not make this one wait
0: okay so, the books we had today, I had myself, I was suggesting Dune by Frank Herbert for Jazz.
1: I suggested The Benefits of Being an Octopus by Anne Braden for Seth, although Jazz has read it as well. I loved
2: it. And I suggested Alcatraz versus the Evil Librarians. I don't know why I blanked on the name of the book.
0: Okay. Well... Thanks for tuning in for this, our first kind of pilot episode of Dad, You Need to Read This. Again, my name's Seth.
2: My name's Amber. And my name is Jazz.
0: Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. And as Jazz says on his YouTube channel, keep
2: keep reading. reading.